welcome, sister friends, cups, and conversation. Hello, my friends. I'm glad that you are listening today at Sister Friends Cups and Conversations podcast. And today I'm going to be interviewing two um, influential men. Uh, They're influential in their sector. They're influential in my life. Uh, And so I thought they would be great conversations to have with them um, on the podcast. And they are going to be our first two male guests on Sister Friends Cups and Conversation. And so we're introducing them to our podcast community first. And so I'm excited uh, to do this interview with these two young men. And so our first guest today is Dwayne Taylor. Dwayne Taylor Jr. Dwayne, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm great. I'm glad that you are our first male guest on Sister Friends. Why well, I made history. Come on now. Come on now. <laughs> I can feel like I'm doing something with my life. All right. <laughs> so, Dwayne, um, I want to introduce you. Well, why don't you tell everyone about yourself? Well, I am a young musician, uh, songwriter, singer. I'm a father, a husband. And uh, youth pastor. Okay. Uh, I kind of do a little bit of everything. Yes. And <laughs> um, you are a music producer. I am a music producer. I have the privilege of producing a lot of different local artists. Okay. And have the opportunity to play and sing for some major artists as well. Okay. So you're locally Shreveport, Bossier, Louisiana. Yes. Um, so you do a lot of uh, producing for local artists, but then you also dabble in um, producing with international artists as well. Yes. And you are a musician and a singer yourself. I am. And how long have you been doing this, Dwayne? Ooh, I've been doing this pretty much my whole life. (laughs) Okay, so your parents were singers in the music industry? My dad, uh, he actually owned a music school. Okay. We trained a lot of musicians in the Shreveport, uh, Bossier area, and abroad, actually. Um, around the United States, period. Okay. And so uh, we also have a family band called the Taylor Crew. All right. uh, Which I was the drummer. Okay. And uh, all my siblings were singing and my dad played. And so now from that, we all just uh, do music on our own. I have all my siblings are in the music industry. Okay. um, Traveling and playing and uh, preaching. And so I definitely come from a musical family. So music's in your blood. Oh, yes. All right. And how many instruments do you play, Dwayne? I play two good. Okay. Two that you are uh, master a, of. Yes. Okay. Piano and drums. And then I actually play bass. Okay. Uh, guitar and organ. All right. And so, so. you are a um, composer and a writer. Yes. Okay. And and I understand you, you are now dabbling in the school system. I am. As a teacher. <laughs> I am. Okay. <laughs> that is definitely another uh, adventure. Yes. So you are really an official entrepreneur. Yes. Okay. And Dwayne Taylor is on the show today, our first male guest at Sister Friends Cups and Conversation because Dwayne was the innovator and the creator of our jingle. Yes. Sister Friends. And so how did uh, the concept come together? I happened to love the jingle. I I, I gave you the concept of the show and I said, you know, do what you do. I'll know it when I hear it, if I like it. And so how did you get the magic? Well... I did something I don't normally do when I create, okay. which is I actually listen, try to find out how other jingles start off just to kind of for TV shows. Right? Okay. 
Um, normally when I create, I try to uh, detox from everything that I listen to. Okay. But this time I took a different approach um, to think about different sounds and um, different concepts uh, without sounding like somebody else. Right, absolutely. Because so, we don't plagiarize. No, I don't. <laughs> I, I actually love to just create. Yes, authentic, yeah, yeah, so, organic. Um, I just kind of played around with a few different sounds and uh, wanted it to be simple and catchy. Yes. And uh, that's what we got. Okay. It actually worked out pretty well. I know. I absolutely love it. Thank you. Okay. I was definitely honored to do it, though. Yeah. And so do you think, uh, is this is this going to be our running standing jingle, or are we going to maybe jazz it up? I mean, this is our season two. Are we going to add to it, or are we going to just, you know, let it roll? I've definitely thought about it. Um, it's something that we can play with. Definitely, just to try to see if we can add to it or maybe come up with a whole different jingle. We never know. Um, normally, when I create, uh, after I create something, uh-huh. I end up hearing something different Okay. Um, to go with it. But I think this one for a while might be the main one. And if we do something for season three, it may be an add-on or two. All so, right. Yeah. Well, I love the jingle, and if you um, haven't really paid attention to it, now that you've officially met Dwayne Taylor, yes. uh, make sure that you listen to that jingle at the beginning and at the end, and now you know where it came from. So thank you, Dwayne. Thank you for having me. It's been awesome. All right. So um, we're getting ready to bring in our second guest, and uh, one of the things that I wanted to do with this second guest is uh, he just came out with a new book. And so I wanted to interview him about his new book. And uh, and so our second male guest that we are unveiling at Sister Friends Cups and Conversation right. uh, in our podcast is Sean Cooper. How are you doing, Sean? I'm doing great. I'm, I'm doing great. And I'm so honored to be on the show today. Okay. So, Sean, um, who are you? Tell us about yourself. Well, I'm, uh, of course, uh, a bishop in a local a local church here in Shreveport, Louisiana. And I am uh, a father of two, a grandfather of five. Okay. And I am married to an ex- extraordinary, beautiful woman named Teresa Marie Cooper. <laughs> okay. You don't get brownie points. <laughs> Or who you're married to. <laughs> and uh, we've been married for 33 years. And um, also, I'm a writer. Um, of course, this is my fifth book. And a uh, musician as well. And also an entrepreneur. Uh, established a few businesses and so forth. And dabble in the real estate. So there are various things that I do. And um, the most important is I'm a servant of the king. Okay. I love Jesus. And um, so that's that's kind of you know, the essence of what I do. Okay. And, but who are you? That's what you do, Mr. Cooper. You're a dad, you're a grandpa, you're a husband. Yes. Um, but give us a little bit about who you are, um, as in the essence, let my audience know, cause this is, you know, women like to go deep. Okay. Okay. So, you know, we, we talked about your job. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit more about the, the inner core of who Sean Dupree Cooper Sr. is? Well, that's a good question. Um, who am I internally? Yes. Uh, first of all, I'm a servant. Okay. Um, one of the, if we want to talk about 
my, the characteristics of who I am. Yes. First, I'm a servant. Okay. And everything that I've done in life, um, any, everything that I built has been out, out of the essence of uh, servitude. And, um, and secondary, I'm a person of faith. I believe that anything is possible. Uh-huh. Um, and then third, I'm a man of integrity. I believe that I'm true to my word. Once I make a commitment, I'm the type of person that will make sure that I carry it out to fulfillment. If I give you my word, it's, it's, it's my bond. Um, uh, there's some things about me that I think is very um, realistic and tangible Okay. Um, as it relates to my upbringing. Uh, as a, a young man um, living in a family that was somewhat dysfunctional, um, I learned how to care for people. Okay. And the disenfranchised, the overlooked has always been a passion of mine. And that is something that God has used to materialize in all the things that I do today. All right. So you are basically what they call today a servant leader. That's it. Yes. All right. That's great. And I can, for all of our listeners, uh, I have to tell you, I can echo and definitely co-sign that he is all those things that he has said. And uh, one of the things I think that has shaped his life, because I know him intimately, we met when we were young in our teens. Yeah. And uh, your mom passed away when you were a young man. I want to say, how old? 13. You were 13. And um, I think that was a very pivotal moment in your life. Right. And the and that loss shaped you to um, it. It helped create you into becoming um, the man uh, that you are today when it, as it relates to being an advocate for women. Yeah, because uh, my mom died with a broken heart. Uh, of course, my dad was a hardworking man, but they didn't make it in their relationship. And so there was a lot of internal agony that my mom went through as it relates to raising kids. And when daddy left home and I was there when she had a heart attack, I was there when she lost her mind, her mind snapped. And so growing up in that type of culture and environment, you're going to either do two things or either you're going to become that culture. You become a product of that environment or secondary you become an advocate yeah and i decided that i was going to love one woman and i was going to take good care of her like a lot of diamonds <laughs> <laughs> well yeah you're living up to that <laughs> and um and that i would um, be an advocate for um women that perhaps are, are broken through relationships family dysfunction uh anything that has to do with pain I wanted to be there as a champion and let them know that, uh, you know, God could help you also create different organizations and systems that are support systems yeah. for yeah. women. And, um, you know, I'm not done yet. I think that there's a lot of uh, incredible women that have been through quite a bit, of, you know, quite a few things that need strong support systems. Yeah, that that need uh, champions. Uh, people that will will um, push them forward, um, and not so much that they need it, but um, it 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 def it's definitely a benefit, right, right. Um, when uh, women have uh, men that believe in the call and the purpose of God that's on their lives, 
and that support their um, dreams and vision. And, and I think not only just supporting women in terms of inspiring inspiring them to mm-hmm. become all that God is calling them to be and helping them tap into their inner wealth and their gifts and letting them know that they matter um, and they're significant, but also creating strong fathers and husbands yes, and, and sons. And so that has been a um, one of my pursuits as well. And, you know, I would like to do more, but we've been pretty, um, we've been pretty strong in that, that dynamic of creating strong men as well. Okay. Well, thank you for giving us a little uh, snapshot of who you are as a bishop and as a, a person. Uh, we appreciate that because we could just go straight to the mechanics right. of what we want to talk about. But I think it's so important that people get the personal a touch in the personal unveiling of who that person is, um, not just the information right. that they're um, releasing or giving out. Um, it just it just adds more uh, meat yeah, to content. the bone and more Absolutely. content uh, to the conversation when you just have just a little bit more insight into that individual. So um, you wrote a book. You just wrote a book. It just came out, uh, I want to say, uh, 30 days ago. And right. um, this is your fifth book, mm-hmm. and it's called The Journey to Greatness, 15 Points That Will Guide You to Discover Your Personal Greatness. Yes. So The Journey to Greatness, 15 Points That Will Guide You to Discover uh, Your Personal Greatness. And so um, tell me a little bit about what's the inspiration behind this project what inspired you uh to write this fifth book well it's very unique because um of course we have a mentoring program called the school of greatness and we've mentored over 1200 kids and um 98 of them graduate go to college and and so forth and these are kids that what we call at risk and broken but um uh, through prayer and time we develop uh, principles and systems that have allowed them to overcome their circumstances, whether they're fatherless or being raised by a single mother, uh, we've been able to help them. And a lot of people said it couldn't be done, but in 10 years, we've been very successful. And so I thought, you know, these are principles that we teach uh, for guiding topics, know who you are, know the, uh, know the potential you possess, know where you're going and knowing how to get there. So let's say that again, you, you teach four principles in this school of greatness mm-hmm. mentorship and leadership program and the first principle is i know who i am the second i know the potential i possess i know where i'm going and i know how to get there okay so these particular four uh principles um we call them four guiding topics out of it we created curriculum and we got music and a whole dynamic of things that's uh, dealing with these four guiding topics and, you know, it has been quite transformational with the kids. And so I said, man, you know, um, if we're impacting these kids, surely we can uh, impact the parents. Yeah. And so we we started a also a a dynamic in an extension in the School of Greatness we call CPEC. And that's the Child Parent Education and Community. Child Parent, Parent Education, Education and, and Community. community. Because, wow. Okay. Because we want to close the gaps. Yes. That if we can reach the kids, surely we can reach the community, uh, the school, 
and the parents. Now, what's the age demographic that you're reaching um, in this mentorship program? Middle school to high school. So this is middle school and high school. And this is um, any middle school, any high school, or are you primarily in at-risk middle school, at-risk high schools? Well, uh, right now we're at what we call at-risk schools and also juvenile detention center. And in the juvenile detention center. So we we figure that if, if we can test it with what we may call uh, you know, many call the worst kids or what have you. Um, could we reach them? And we've done it in, in 10 years. We've been able to impact their lives. And so this program is designed for the at risk, what, well, you know, at risk kids or what society deems at risk. Right. And not just at risk kids, but at risk neighborhood, at risk school. So there's a lot of risk all around. Right. And you're going into the school system and and this is a public school? Public school. So you're going within the public school system and and, and one that is a charter school. And as a well. charter school. And you are uh collaborating within the school system with the school system to mentor and provide leadership uh to these kids with those four guiding topics. Exactly. And we do from reading, writing, critical thinking. Uh, Of course, we do the arts as well. There's a number of um, strategies that we've taken. And um, it's just been transformational. It's been very impactful. It sounds like a great uh, program. To the school. And like I said, we've been doing it for 10 years. And uh, we wrote, well, I wrote principles. um, Uh And actually it was 15 principles that's dealing with greatness that has to do with character. Okay. And out of that, we created curriculum. Uh, these 15 points deals with the inner worth or the inner essence of kids. Uh, what we believe is that if you can come alongside of, of uh, the educational system in terms of um, dealing with that child's spirit, their mind, their hopes, their dreams, their gifts, their talents, their career fields, their life mission, that you will wake up the dreamer. You will help them to have self-discovery of their inner wealth. Um, And um, you can turn the light on uh, as it relates to uh, their dreams and desires and passions to become somebody. Yeah. And um, it's been a great uh, marriage between the the academics and self-discovery of inner wealth. Okay. And so uh, it's been incredibly impactful with the 15 points of greatness. And as a result, I said, now we need to have a deeper conversation. How the book began to materialize. I said, now we need to have a deeper conversation uh, because we've discovered that kids don't know who they are. And then we discovered that adults don't know who they are. And then businesses uh, that um, have institutions or a, a particular culture. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of um, bis- businesses or corporations are broken when it when it comes to the culture, right? Um, their business culture, the business culture, or their mission statement, That's or right. how to really live out their mission statement. They may have it written somewhere, but how do you actualize what you've That's right. written? Application. Okay. Um, and so out of that, um, the book began to uh, you know develop that I would write one that's dealing with the journey of greatness and, of course, the 15 points that will guide you to discover your Well, let me ask greatness. you this. So would you say that the kids were actually your inspiration? Yes. Behind the project? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. It was, it was the kids 
that really sparked it. And, and also, um, it was um, the longevity of it because it's been 10 years. Okay. So, so you've been I've doing, been able right. to practice right. and see, does this really work? Yeah. And you've actually seen um, the, the children's, the young people's lives Change. transform. Right. And you've walked with them, many of them from middle school all the way to high school graduation. And, and you've seen them now go off to military, college, college workforce. Becoming entrepreneurs. Um, awesome. <clears throat> well, let me ask you this. There are 15 key principles um, within this book. Mm-hmm. Uh, which one is your favorite? I think, um, wow, that's a good question. Um, I think the, the one that stands out and is more pattern towards my life uh-huh. is uh, greatness does not quit but commits okay greatness doesn't quit but commits yeah it commits okay, because greatness a lot of is a journey <laughs> it's a journey and most people treat it like it's a, a, a hundred yard dash that's right how to you know in a hurry to get there and uh, but in reality it's it's a journey that's right and um it's a it's a long distance journey that's right it doesn't nothing happens overnight that's right so greatness doesn't Quit, quit it but, commits but commits okay so that's your favorite one so that means you must have had a lot of opportunity to quit well um when god gives you a, a mission a mandate a vision a lot of times he doesn't tell you the obstacles delays right. and circumstances uh-huh. you know um you have to uh in the journey of fulfilling what god's called you to do you have to incorporate uh, these delays, these circumstances and these issues. And, and sometimes it doesn't feel, uh, like you're on the right path based upon the circumstances yeah. and situations. Um, so what it does is that when you make the commitment, it literally demands relationship. It demands prayer. It demands consecration. It demands you going back to God to make sure that what he said to you is legitimate. And then it takes faith in what you believe God said to you. Oh, okay. It takes commitment and integrity and committing to longevity and not aborting what God uh, gave to you prematurely based okay. upon uh, distractions. Yeah. So, um, so that greatness, that, that greatness does not quit, but commits is very important because there have been times <laughs> that I just wanted to, you know, quit. I wanted yeah. to give up and, and I know that everyone listening to me uh, or listening to me have had that moment or those moments where you just you, you felt like you just couldn't do it no more, you know. But through prayer and, and through making that commitment, you recognize that it's not just about you, but it's a, it's a bigger picture. Yeah. And you got to stay at it. And I've learned over the years that if you commit to what you know that God has said to you, in the fullness of time, that mission or vision will materialize and take shape. Well, let me ask you, what what do you believe is one of the most common reasons uh, why people give up? Well, I, if I can give you two. One, um, I think it is distractions. Distractions? Man, uh, distractions. Okay. And then I think the second one is that we downsize and devalue ourselves okay. in the process downsizing yourself devaluing yourself in the process wow those are those are two good yeah 
Um, I, I would say most people would um, agree with that, mm-hmm. that they got distracted. They got off course because right. of the distraction and, and the distraction um, led them to just walk away, give up, um, or they devalued That's themselves, right. um, felt like they weren't enough or they, they didn't have what it, what it took. And I think that the, the book here, I really um, strategically really define what greatness is and okay. that everyone has greatness and they have something that God's giving them to change the world. Because once you buy into that you matter mm-hmm. and that you're valuable, right? Um, that gives you initiative to press beyond this, the distractions or okay. um, you recommit, you revisit the vision because you recognize that what you have, what you contain uh, is valuable. Right. Because it's really just and not about an, you. And there's an audience. That's right. That you may not, your audience is, may not be everybody. That's right. But there is a demographic and there's an audience that needs to hear your voice your experience, your talent, what it is that you have to offer. Everyone has something to offer. That's right. So you got to find your people. That's right. To find your audience. That's right. Okay. Um, let me ask you this. Um, uh, how did you select, and maybe you've already answered this, how did you How did you select your 15 points? Because I'm sure someone's listening and going, well, there's more than 15. Right, or right, Actually, right. there's only five. Or, you know, how do you quantify or justify the 15 when there's really only 10? You know, how did you get to to 15 to 15? Well, um, I don't um, let me say it this way. I knew that I had to, especially when I was dealing with the kids okay. and creating the, the points of greatness, I had to uh, focus in on and be very pointed with character. Okay. And so every point of greatness at the end of the day has to do with character. Okay, so they're they're actually their character um, building principles, uh, right? Because your talent can get you where you're trying to go, right. but it's going to be your character right. that keeps you at the destination you're trying to arrive at. Right, and and give you an example. Uh, I have one that says greatness is not a dream killer but a dream maker. Okay. Okay. That's a character uh, deal. You know, uh, a dream killer is those that are negative. Those that, um, uh, that would see greatness or see the quality that perhaps in a person and because of their own insecurities or whatever may be going on, they would try to kill uh, or downsize who you are or minimize or dummy you down. Um, and that's what happened to a lot of our kids and bullying and things that get in because they get around dream killers. Okay, right. But yeah. a, a, a true greatness is not a dream killer, but a dream maker. OK. Um, so my point and dream makers aren't just focused on themselves. That's right. They're focused on. Absolutely. Uh, other people and the and the broader good of society. Yeah. And the talents that they see 
and the goodness that they see in other people. That's right. Because so if you not... want to be a dream maker, right. that means you got to be sensitive to other people's qualities and abilities, right. which means it's a selflessness. Right. It's not egocentric. It's not self-righteous. It's spreading the love. That's right. That's right. So we're all, we all can shine. We all can and shine. And we're going to all shine differently. We're talking about harmony. But we're we can about all unity. shine. That's right. Okay. A team effort. Yeah. So uh, those particular 15 points of greatness came in view of dealing with the character education, a character building, defining who you are as a person, your potential you possess, where you're going and knowing how to get there. But at the end of the day, it deals with um, the character piece of that individual. So out of that, I begin to think of different uh, ways or different, let me say, uh, dynamics, different ways of saying and dealing with the character piece that it eventually calls one to become, um, you know, great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have one that said greatness does not forfeit, forfeit what is right in the presence of all that is wrong. So it's in, in concert or in the, the, the essence of character building. Okay. This sounds like it's going to be a great read. Um, and so uh, I really encourage you all to get it. Let me ask you this question. Which one of your 15 points tested you the most? Um, tested you personally the most? I think, um, oh, I think it's this, this um, actually it's the last one. Greatness maintains expectation and readiness without losing faith. Okay. Greatness maintains expectation and readiness without losing faith. I think that is um, was my what is right now my most challenging one. Okay. Because of you know you gotta stay ready. <laughs> you gotta stay ready, and mm-hmm. you gotta have expectation, right. and you gotta be ready without losing faith. Without losing faith. I think because sometimes the longevity of whatever you're doing uh-huh. can chip at your faith. Okay. It could, it could, um, it can weary you down and you stop expecting that this could be the day that everything's going to turn around or this could be the year, you know, that I get my breakthrough. Um, and a lot of times through the longevity or whatever you're going through, uh, for some of us, it can be building a business. Some of us is, uh, wanting the marriage to change and it's just, you know, and you, you want that mate to change, or it could be a number of things that, um, you know, that chips at our faith. Yeah. And often, oftentimes we feel like what's the use. So I've been through uh, quite a few things that I had to remind myself why I'm doing what I'm doing. Right. And what's keeping my yeah expectations high and being ready. Yeah. And, and making sure that whatever I do, even though it seems to be small, that I work it to perfection mm-hmm. because there's going to be a moment that God's going to call on me. And you have to be ready. I got to be ready. Right. So you have to always be reading, always be listening, always self-reflecting, That's right. having self-care, doing the things that you need to do for yourself because when the door opens, you want to be able to, to be ready to walk How about through the this? door. Uh, being committed to be your best self. Yes. In every area. Maybe body, soul, spirit, making that commitment to yourself and, of course, to the Lord that you're going to maximize your potential uh-huh. 
um, and you're going to run hard and you're going to make sure that you define and strengthen uh, all the, the mechanics around you and dynamics around you and giftings around you. And, and there will be a time where God's going to call on you um, and you're ready. So we're talking about the making of greatness. Yes. So if you're listening, we're talking about the journey to greatness. Um, 15 points that would help you to discover your personal greatness by Sean Cooper. Um, let me ask you another question, Sean. Um, what did you learn while writing this book? Well, I think, uh, just writing the book, um, you know, I don't think I've learned, um, anything, uh, special in writing a book. I, I think I re I've rediscovered, okay. um, my value. And I okay. know that sounds kind of crazy because I, I do several things and I do what I do. Uh, because I love God and I feel like I'm called to it. But working with those kids and realizing that if I did not do what I did, mm -hmm. a lot of them wouldn't have made it. Okay. And um, if I didn't go through the journey of sacrifice and praying and, and uh, you know, um, just making the sacrifice as a pastor and father and then going out to the schools uh, several times because this isn't an organization that you created and then uh, <clears throat> you created a team and they went into the schools because no. I think you're like in three schools and then now you, you you're in a school in California soon to be and then of um, course the uh, and then now in the in the um, juvenile uh, detention, detention. Yeah. so this isn't an organization that you've created that once you created it um, you had a team that went out and, and, and did the mentoring and did the, the leadership uh, development and life skills. This was an organization that you created, but then you also were hands on right. as the program director. So you were, you were at every session, right? Right. You trained the trainers, right? Right. Um, so yeah, so that was important. And, you know, once you, you, with the kids and, and they tell you that you're the only father that they have ever known because wow. their dad in prison or right. got murdered, whatever the situation. And then the young, uh, young girls will come and, and, you know, cry on your shoulders because, you know, they broke up with a boyfriend and, or their mom kicked them out or that their uh, sister went to prison for drugs or whatever. You recognize that, that you, you matter and you're significant in their life. So writing the book, um, you know, once again, reminded me of the value of what I do. And I got to continue to realize that I matter. And so it just was a, it was a blessing that this is, this is a mission. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is a, it's just not a book that's been written, but, uh, this is a, a mission of 10 years um, revealing it uh, to people that they may discover their personal greatness as well. So I'm, I'm really excited. And I, I know that those that will purchase the book will really be blessed. Okay. Well, let me ask you um, two last questions. Um, it's been a very insightful uh, conversation with you today. Um, what's coming up for you in the near future? What, what, what are your future plans? 
going to write more books? Yes. Uh, well, I'm definitely going to write more books, but I'm getting ready to also do some greatness clinics as well for okay. businesses and corporations and institutions. And, and um, f this was for managers or those that are in positions of authority. So we want to do some greatness clinics uh, and going into uh, dealing with the professional side as well. Um, definitely going to write some more books. Uh, also, we're going to um, establish more School of Greatness in the schools and the, the um, detention centers as well. Okay. Um, and also, I'm a musician, so I'm going to write some more music. Okay. And so there are several things that I'm excited ab about doing in the next few years. So. All right. So um, how can listeners get in touch with you and how can they support School of Greatness? Well, as far as School of Greatness, just go to schoolofgreatness.org. Okay. If they would like to donate uh, finances, um, the information is there. So if that's they, schoolofgreatness.org. Schoolofgreatness.org. Okay. Um, and if you're interested in mentorship, um, of course, you can just go to schoolofgreatness.org as well. And there's information on there about how to volunteer. Um, there's information on there about the program. And there's also um, School of Greatness merchandise, T-shirts and hats. Right. Yes. And um, so that's schoolofgreatness.org to learn more about the mentorship and leadership program within the public schools here in Louisiana. And then um, how can they get a hold of you, Mr. Cooper? Uh, well, you can, uh, of course, go to bishopshawn at gmail.com if they would like to email me. That's okay. Bishop. Sean, S-H-A-U-N, Bishop Sean, at gmail.com. And then you have a website, which is Sean Cooper Ministries. Yes. Dot com. Uh-huh. So that's Sean Cooper Ministries dot com. And you're a pastor at what church? New Creation Family Church. New Creation Family Church. And so they can also find you at newcreationfamilychurch.com. That's right. And you've been pastoring that church for how many years now? Wow. <laughs> uh, 26 years. 26 years. You've been the, the, the founding pastor. Great church. Um, great people. Okay. Newcreationfamilychurch.com. And in fact, if, if anyone's listening to us that would like to come and visit us in Shreveport, that's 8410 Kingston Road, Shreveport, Louisiana. All right. So, um... We've been talking to Bishop Sean Cooper, his new release, his new book. Uh, it's his fifth book, and it's entitled The Journey to Greatness, 15 Points That Will Guide You to Discover Your Personal Greatness. And you can find this book on Amazon. You can find it at Barnes & Noble. You can find it at bookbaby.com, uh, The Journey to Greatness, Um so those are all of the locations um, that you can find uh, this book by Sean Cooper, The Journey to Greatness. Well, Sean, it's been great having you um, on Sister Friends Cups and Conversation. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a great conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and you've been my uh, second guest. Yes. Uh, male guest on Sister Friends Cups and Conversation. And so we'll have to get us some more um, guests on yes, yes. Uh, to this podcast. Thank you all for listening, and I hope to see you again next time. Yes.